Hey guys, you're about to listen to Believe It or Not, and uh, sometimes we say things that, uh, well, aren't always the nicest. Yeah, and sometimes uh, we're not experts either, because uh, we just Google this stuff. But you know what? That's okay. Mm -hmm. We're allowed to have opinions, and you're allowed to choose not to listen. And you're allowed to leave angry comments on our Facebook page. Please do. Yeah, but if you do like it, rate us five stars on iTunes. And if you don't like it, please rate us five stars on iTunes. Because you're a good person. Yeah. I got hymns here. Get him while they're holy. Fresh from God's brain to your mouth. He's God here in this radio station. Smite me! Almighty smite The Bible is black and white. I have such doubts. Get out of here, devil! I'm a God, not the God. I don't think. And you will know my name is the Lord! We're on a mission from God. Hey everybody and welcome to Believe It or Not. Oh, that's right. The show where we talk about things we hardly know. That's right. And uh, we uh, think about things we har- uh, we talk about things we hardly know. Yeah, specifically with regard to um, religions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Lord and the people who follow him or her or them. Um, I'm Trevor Pullman. And I'm Damian Depping. And today, Damian, uh, I have a... I have a local craft beer here. Yep. I have a beard. Yeah, that's, uh, That I has have... been one unchanging constant yeah. since we've started this, I think. So I think there's only one thing we can talk about, mm-hmm. and it's something. It's an organization, not an organization, but it's a group of people who love both those things. It's uh, the Emerging or the Emergent Church. Do you know what the Emerging Church is? Um, is this like the cool young people who do church? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, at least they were cool and young ten years ago. But I still, th- you know, oh, so now they're not. Yeah, I don't know. They're not as cool anymore. But I think they're. Have you know, uh, has have they emerged? I think they've emerged and they were emerging and now they're just emerged. Okay, but yeah. So so the emerging church, is, is, is cool cool group of people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so I'm gonna. I think I'll start a little bit with my experience uh, with it. So this is kind of what. You've had experience with this, yeah, this especially is, this is near the end. So it's not what I grew up in, but it's like what I got involved in, kind of when I, um, I was in the ministry, and this is this is yeah. the kind of the form of theology, quote unquote, that I was into and was kind of my jam near the end. Okay, so this is, um, yeah, so so actually, kind of how it started is I did my internship right mm-hmm. at a church in my fourth year at college, and um my youth pastor like he was my youth pastor like the last couple years and when i was a teenager and he was also the guy doing the internship and he gave me this book um by a guy named brian mclaren called a new kind of christian and we also um took a road trip to toronto because uh it was in brockville um so we took a road trip trip to toronto to visit a number of churches that were kind of in this movement yeah because he was very interested in it and he thought it was kind of where the church is going or should be going, um, and it's kind of like the next kind of movement in the church if if it's gonna survive. Almost like a of... modernization of yeah. what they were trying to do. Then yeah, um, so they basically they embrace a lot of like postmodern ways of of thinking, less black and white, um, more kind of conversational mm-hmm. way of thinking. Uh, so it's kind of hard to pin down what someone in the emerging church believes. Okay, so it's a little more of a fluid doctrine. Yeah, way. exactly, because it's more so they. Yeah. There's a huge emphasis on conversation mm-hmm. and narrative. 
So, like, okay. that's kind of how they view the Bible, and it's kind of how they view theology is through just talking, uh, talking about your experience, and then even like viewing the Bible as a narrative. And it's like, you know, there's it's there's... more for lessons and less yeah. for uh, like strict dogma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it allows for like if you really feel like um, you, you know you're LGBT and you still want to be a Christian and you're battling because the Bible says that you're not supposed to be this way, but you feel like this is who you are, then it's not going to be just a, oh, this is, you know, this is what the Bible says. So therefore it's like, okay, well, why do these things contradict each other? Yeah. And kind of working that through. So it's almost a way to kind of uh, allow people to justify their faith with, or not justify, but yeah, uh, reconcile, I reconcile, guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah, with with kind of um, I get modern day life. Yeah, it's also a response, I think, to the fact that a lot of people were leaving the church and are leaving the church. Yeah, yeah, that's... and um, you know, some churches are just um giving away free footballs or whatever free gifts to newcomers oh, like, or like old uh, baseball stadiums yeah they do. they'd have like the bobblehead day yeah. or whatever actually it was a funny story i don't know if i'm allowed to tell this but i'm going to my brother was working at a church <laughs> and uh they were they were talking about or he was volunteering and they were talking about a new outreach program and um this one guy came up with these you know really good ideas of like just ways to help the community mm-hmm. and he's like you know if we're gonna get people on board with this stuff we have to show that you know it works and it's we're doing good things so let's just do a bunch of good things for the community Mm -hmm. so he planned a bunch of outreach events and things like that you know cleaning up neighborhoods or like volunteering at soup kitchens things like that and then someone was like okay but here's my idea what if we um hand out free light bulbs free light okay with notes on it uh, something about be the light of the world and we'll hand those out so then people get a free energy saving light bulb so we're helping the environment plus there's our, our church's address on it okay. so so they'll they'll come and they'll visit our so there it so in a way this movement is also about how the church is getting so gimmicky and desperate well it's kind of a reaction to that too oh, okay, it's, so it's more like that. that's oh, okay. not the answer right like oh, it's okay. like not that gimmicky <laughs> stuff that's the answer oh, okay. that's not why people are coming to church they're not coming to church because there's a lot of problems in the yeah. church yeah yeah and so a lot of this movement is just them Un- trying to react to that uncomfortable pews uncomfortable pews um yeah actually um that was one of the first things that went with Really? Yeah, they would like have couches and things like that, or like kind of have a more coffee shop mentality. I know a lot of them. I mentioned the craft beer. A lot of them would meet in pubs and have you know church in pubs and things like that. Pub church, pub church, yeah. So um, yeah, and like I said, a lot of the belief systems, it's it's hard to pin it down. There's going to be conservatives to liberals. Um, Yeah, mostly it's going to be liberals though, because it's hard to be a conservative with this kind of kind of mindset. Yeah. So there was this, um, I want to call him, uh, is douche canoe a good word? Sure. Oh, but he would probably go by pastor. So mm. I would call him a douche canoe, but okay. he, I, he would call himself a pastor. Why, why, why would you call him that, um, I guess? He once referred to uh, women mm-hmm. as penis houses. Oh. Yeah, because they're the, a house for your penis. Okay. And that's their main function. Um, he also said a bunch of other sexist thing and things like that, and he was kind of a um, so not a very good dude. Not a very good dude. He was a terrible boss, I guess, at the church. Uh, which he, which church? Sorry, which, so where was this? This was uh, Mars Hill's church in Seattle, Seattle, Washington. And his name is Mark Driscoll. 
And is this kind of where this stuff is all coming? No, out of but here? He, or is this... he he defined the emergent church into categories that a lot of people still go by. Oh, okay, so this dillweed kind of yeah defined it because he he was considered to be part of it, and he kind of embraced that as because it's cool and hip, but he wasn't at all. Yeah, so he kind of said, "Oh no, there's different branches of it." So I'm just going to read those branches. Um, so he he considered himself part of the relevant side of it. Um, and that's basically, you still have old theology, you still have the same old theology, but you're, um, changing up how you deliver the message. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost like disguised as like conversational, right? Like yeah. It's, 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 it's hiding. Them. It's like when, uh, when you're cooking for kids and you, uh, mix the vegetables into something. Yes. Yeah. It's like that. You're it's hiding like that. it in there. But still, it's still vegetables. So but it's, it's still, still going to kill you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also Reconstructionist, um, so it's a little more, more level, but more centrist. Kind of, it's not the kind of Baptist or Calvinist or whatever old school theology, but there's still like most of the theology is going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Revisionist, is what he called it, and that's kind of the rest of the emerging church and like the more progressive, more progressive people. Mm-hmm. And so those are the people that I I think we'll talk about most today. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So a couple other of their beliefs embracing or reacting to a postmodern worldview i guess we talked about that where it's um trying to change how you communicate with how people are thinking nowadays yeah yeah i get that yeah you're kind of uh tailoring the message to you know modern day sensibilities right so it's gonna be a lot of things that uh more traditionalists are gonna view as uh bad or evil or against doctrine right yeah exactly and, um, yeah, so, yeah, we talked about theology being viewed as a conversation, um, lots of emphasis on work, social justice, things like that, mm-hmm. like doing, doing things as opposed to, um, just, uh, just kind of saying, these saying things? that you, yeah. that you believe it's actions behind the, yeah. behind the messages, more focus on what you do right now on earth as to where you're going to be. Like it's, it's less, I'm going to go to heaven someday. So I have to prepare myself to that more so on what can I do right now to make this world a better place yeah, so that it's yeah. better for future generations, things like that. Um, one guy we'll talk about a little bit more. His name is Doug Paget, and I heard him say it like um, the forever more um, when he talked about the afterlife. So it's less about um, just living, you know, getting ready to live in heaven forever, but like preparing for the forever more. So you're, preparing your soul or whatever for the afterlife, but you're also preparing this world for future generations and, and so, things like that. I mean, that, you would think that would be something that they'd want to do anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that other people can be, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I guess it doesn't always work that way. Mm-mm. Kids these days. I mean, churches these days. No, I, I get it. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so left's emphasis on apologetics and things like that in, in this, so they're not trying to prove that... Um. That their beliefs are... That was a weird sound I just made. Oh, it's okay. I've been making them all day, so... <laughs> They're not trying to prove that their beliefs are, like, right and sound. It's like, these are the beliefs we have, and this is how we're going to react to it. Okay. So I think it's that way they're, they're like, okay, this is the belief system I'm raised in. This is what I feel comfortable in. So is this is this more in line with, like, the idea of, like, a personal God, and while you have these things, it's more about your relationship well, with, with yeah. that kind of thing, rather than more the dogmatic doctrine kind of big church relationship yeah, with it but and and they they say they stress less the personal individual relationship because they want okay. it to be a relationship as a community 
Like they want to okay. be supportive of yeah, other yeah, ideas yeah. and things like that. So it's less about just your personal prayer time or whatever and more about like working with others to Okay. So yeah. it's more a community yeah. based thing. Yeah. And I guess that's that's another another way they're trying to bring people in is with yeah. that whole social aspect yeah, of exactly. the church. Yeah. That I know I know a lot of people kind of feel they do, they don't have or uh maybe don't have without the church too. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of neat stuff, a lot of interesting ideas, I mm-hmm. think. Like it's I feel like it's it was kind of going in the right direction, you know? Yeah. Um when I, when you were involved When with I was it. involved. Yeah. And and I don't know, there was issues I think then too, but yeah, you, you little... just yeah. But it, for me it just felt like the right kind of place to be in. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mentioned uh, Brian uh, McLaren and so that was the first book I uh read by him was New Kind of Christian. He has a trilogy of the New Kind of Christians. And in one of them, he talks about the doctrine of hell. And I think we talked a lot, a little bit on the podcast before about how my views on hell changed first before, before I walked away from the faith. I th- we might have, we might have briefly. Yeah. And basically like I stopped believing in hell because yeah. theologically it doesn't make sense. Like in the Bible, it's more like random stuff that put together, that were put together later to say, oh, this is hell. This is referring to hell. So it yeah. things like the grave or the or like burial and they refer to that as like no they mean hell and it almost made it seem like a consequence for not following doctrine yeah exactly and they used it more later on for fear mongering and stuff like that and so brian mclaren talked a lot about that in his book as he walked away from the doctrine of hell Mm -hmm. um yeah so he was one of the bigger kind of leaders of this movement kind of early on getting it started um and then there was rob bell um, Rob Bell, a very interesting guy. I, I think he's a great writer. I love listening to him talk. Even now, like, um, he does a lot of stuff with, um, Pete Holmes, like the comedian Pete okay, Holmes. Yeah, they, they're yeah. like really good friends and they do different events and stuff together. So he's very interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a book called Velvet Elvis that I really liked. Um, one of the things that really impacted me was this story he had about, um, a trampoline versus a brick wall where, like, if your theology is based on a trampoline or a brick wall, then you move remove one piece, like you say, I don't believe Noah's flood happened. Then you remove and the that wall piece, is still and the wall will crumble if you remove too many things. Okay. Where he talked about more like a trampoline with the springs, where it's like you remove a couple of those, it's still gonna hold up. I don't know. It was a neat analogy at the time, but. Yeah, well, uh, I, when yeah. you think about it more, though, it doesn't really hold up that well. No, it doesn't. Because, I mean, a brick wall yeah. will still hold up pretty well That's for a true. while. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if you take enough springs away, you're going to fall through. Yeah, it was a bad analogy. And then you're going to have a broken yeah. leg. I'm not saying your analogy was bad. You just No, no, I think his was. Uh, but yeah, he also wrote a book called Love Wins a couple years ago. Love Wins? And that's when he um, that's when he destroyed the doctrine of hell, basically, too. Okay. So he, he, he still says he doesn't know, but what he's, what his saying is like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it shouldn't be a Christian value to want there to be a hell. And right, right. so that's kind of where he came about um, on that. He also used to make these videos called Numa, and they were like these cool hip videos of him like talking to the camera, and you'd play them at youth group and stuff. Kind of like a Rick Mercer style like, yeah, on the street. Yeah, thing. basically. Actually, there was this other guy, uh, Pete Peter Rollins. I don't have a lot about him, but I used to really love his stuff. And I posted a video that he made once on Facebook. And my friend commented, like, isn't it funny how sermons sound like TED Talks now? <laughs> <laughs> it was so true. <laughs> like, okay. he, he's an interesting guy, too. Like, he, uh, 
I, I liked used to really like listening to him speak. He just, he kind of spun things on their head and just had a really yeah. interesting way of speaking. He doesn't really consider himself part of the emerging church movement, but a lot of people in the emerging church kind of, um, mm-hmm. associate, um, with him and really like having him speak at events and stuff like that. So yeah, his, that guy's name is Peter Rollins. Um, and then Rachel held Evans. Okay. So she's one that if you ask any Christian who's kind of progressive, like name one person, like one theologian or one like public speaker right now that inspires you, they're all going to say Rachel held Evans. She's a, she's a blogger and an author and she wrote a book, um, kind of, you remember that book year of living biblically? Yeah, I remember her yeah, hearing she, about that. She did a, a, the women version of it. So a year okay. of women, biblical womanhood, because like, it's different rules for women versus the, men. The guy right? who did the original one, was he also a religious person? I, I thought he was not. I don't think... No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, they Yeah, and then they made a CBS show about it, and I think it was canceled like right away. Okay, like I, I kind of remember when yeah. that happened, but I, I don't yeah. think it... It was something that interested me at the time. Yeah. I only really remember hearing about this, I think, from The Daily Show. Yeah. That's kind of where I heard it. So. Yeah. And there was another, there was a pastor who did a year of being an atheist. Um, and then at... that That's an interesting kind of turn. Yeah. I mean, really, to be an atheist, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, exactly. So is that all it was? He no, just... he he just involved himself in like athe- events, atheist events and stuff like that. But most atheists the... don't do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he's an atheist now. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He, he, after living the after, year, after living the year, he realized he didn't believe in God anymore. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, but so Rachel Held Evans, she's kind of speaks up for feminism rights and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, and then there's a Nadia Bowles Weber. Mm-hmm. Um, she um, she has a church um, in. Oh, I I didn't even write down where it was. I feel like it's New York, but I feel dumb for not writing down. But yeah, it's a very LGBT inclusive church. Mm-hmm. And she's w- really well known. People love her. She's like the badass pastor woman. Um, her church is called the House uh, for All Sinners and Saints. And then, then there's Doug Padgett, and he was one of the big ones that started it too. Mm-hmm. He's the one I talked about that. So you're saying this was about uh, 10, 15 years ago when this yeah, whole kind it, of thing yeah. was happening? Yeah, I mean, the late 90s kind of late got, 90s? It, got it started. And then mm-hmm. um, the first time the word was kind of used was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a church called the Emergent Church. Like That was the name of the church in the 80s. But really, as this movement... Like this one here? This one here. It started more in the in the late 90s and then throughout the 2000s. In and the United still, States yeah, and kind and of still flowing through Canada? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's this, uh, so Doug Padgett wrote some books, really published it. Like he, mm-hmm. he's the one that goes on CNN when they need to talk to somebody from the movement, basically. Okay. Like he's, okay. he does a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and then there's this guy named Tony Jones. Um, he is the author of a number of books um, about Christ and about um, like theology and, and a kind of a postmodern view. Um, he has a different kind of take on the how like the salvation, like yeah. how it works versus how a lot of Christians traditionally have thought it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's a influential author, blogger, podcaster, social media guy, and a wife beater. He's he beat okay. his wife. Wow. Um, yeah, so he um there's this article um about all the evidence that has come out. I'll let you like just scroll through about from the this, top this about guy? this guy. All okay. the physical evidence from hospital reports, psychiatric oh, reports from the oh, no. 
from the wife. You can scroll right oh to the top. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's go to the beginning. Yeah, so oh um, wow. I'm going to let Damien look at this for a sec. I might edit some of it out. but Julie McMahon felt abandoned and neglected in her marriage. Okay, so there's some stuff about that. There's a big paragraph. Uh, Julie McMahon claimed Tony Jones assaulted her in front of her children. Uh, testified that they saw Jones assault McMahon and are frustrated that Jones has lied about the assault and other actions. Uh, okay. Fairview Health Services a total of four times in about a month and a half period yeah. to document and receive treatment for the alleged assault. Did suffer from a shoulder injury. Okay. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here. There's basically, a lot of pointing stuff to pointing to a lot of emotional and psychological abuse and, on and this. physical abuse. Yeah, and, and fi- yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um. So, but you know how this is supposed to be like a transparent kind of movement and stuff like that, and it's supposed to be you know. But it was something that they tried to. Oh, uh, all those people I listed mm-hmm. still fully support Tony Jones. Okay, and they still work with him. Um, Brian McLaren wrote a book with him recently, or like helped him write a book recently. Um, Rachel Held Evans still works with him, does public speaking with him, yeah. even though she has come out against abuse in the past and has See, the been thi- vocal. The thing too. about that, I mean, that's something too. It doesn't really matter what uh, what your belief system is with that kind of thing. This kind yeah. of shit happens all the time, where where people get uh, brought out for doing all these horrible, horrible things. Yeah. Yet they still have people who just kind of it's blinders on and they yeah, just exactly. they totally yeah. ignore it. I mean, yeah. How many how many people do we know in the media right now where that's kind of happening? Yeah, right? like how long did it take for Cosby to yeah, finally exactly. get yeah to where like there's still people Chris Brown too yeah. that's another uh, people, huge one yeah people support him like crazy like he's I, putting out singles still yeah. that people are listening to and this man is a horrible horrible human yeah. being I heard a, I overheard a woman once uh, just talking about how Rihanna just exaggerated it for attention oh yeah those police photos yeah. of her yeah. yeah just total exaggeration it was just yeah. a makeup yeah. tutorial yeah exactly um, it's something like that where there's so much irrefutable evidence yeah proving that this person is a horrible person yeah yet people still like there were people i remember with that one people were saying like well if i was his girlfriend i'd let him do that to me yeah it's like how batshit insane do you yeah. have to be to think that's okay yeah yeah it's insane and uh yeah so i've talked with julie his ex-wife mm-hmm. um a couple of times just over social media really we've we've kind of um just had you know are friendly with each other online. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned before that I talked to Jim Baker's son. Yes, that was him that. defending. Okay, yeah, he's a nice guy for the most part, but it, he yeah. just took his side. Um, he took Tony's side. Um, I messaged Peter Rollins. Um, well, I tweeted at him. He said, "Send me an email. And we'll talk." He never responded to my email. How much do you think of it? Is is less. Uh them defending them because they believe they're innocent and more they're defending them because they don't want to believe that it's true. Yeah. And he's more also of a denial like, of, he helps them get, um, book sales. He helps them yeah. get promoted. He's I guess that's like, true he too. has a podcast, like he has a lot of influence, like influence in different podcasts and different, yeah. uh, things. And he sets up a lot of these events that he, like he promotes it and he puts them on. Yeah. So, so sometimes that's a hard lose thing a, to kind of... a lot of money if, if they, Walk yeah. away. There you um, go. Comes back yeah. to the money, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Steph, uh, Steph Jury, um, wonderful woman. She runs uh, 
stuff Christian culture likes. And mm-hmm. she's been, she was, she got Mark Driscoll fired basically from the, his church mm-hmm. in Seattle. Uh, and she's been outspoken about Tony Jones, but it's like to no avail. Like, um, yeah. she used to be friendly with a lot of these people too. And they all like turned their back on her because she was outspoken against Tony Jones. Um, that's, that's an interesting thing we got to the money. Yeah. Um, how, cause there's not really like a centralized, uh, base for this movement, no. right? It's more yeah. individualistic and yeah. just kind of separate churches, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. do we know like what kind of income, like some, like, cause especially with social media and stuff yeah. like that, is that something where some of these people are making like shitloads of money off of this? Or? I think they would make some like if. From blogging, they would get some obviously ads and blogging stuff, but like, and like the authors and will, yeah, and the authors make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I think these guys just make most of their money from book sales and stuff. Okay, yeah, so it's not they don't do the classic like donate to me and you'll yeah because like yeah. I'm, I'm wondering like how much you know, not televangelist but yeah. that same kind of idea where you're you're finding just another niche in order to kind of yeah I wonder, get it in there and yeah. sell. I, I'm sure there's always going to be some people yeah. who are in it for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, and maybe. Maybe their hands are tied because it's like this is their only form of income, and if they yeah. flip well, on them, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. still, yeah. I don't think your hands are ever really tied for that. No, kind I don't of thing. think so either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you really are. Yeah, you can find something else. If it's you're... true. Like it, stand up against abuse. I mean, at the same time, too, if you're doing something and you're you believe it, and you're making money from it, then yeah, I don't necessarily think that's bad inherently. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So yeah, Tony has blocked me on Twitter. So, okay. um, that's a no point tweeting, of pride, right? I guess. Yeah. Oh. He hasn't blocked us on our, believe it or not, Twitter. Yet, well, so. maybe after this. Yeah. Maybe after this, we'll see. We'll, we'll add him. See if he wants to listen. Okay. Uh, call us up, Tony. We'll talk. Hey, yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll have you live on the air. Yeah. We'll have a fair discussion. Yeah. I, I think don't think so. we've ever yeah. done a phone call, but, uh. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's all I have about the emerging church. Uh, kind of okay. great, some great things. Some awful things. Yeah. And... Um, I have a few questions that yes. you might or might not be able to. First one is, uh, what, what's the kind of state of the emerging church movement now? Is it is it as defined as it was, say, 10 years ago? Is it a little more like streamlined? Is it a little more concentrated? Or is it just another thing that's kind of some people are like, oh, yeah, this is more yeah. how I feel? I think it's more the latter. Like, it's more, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of plateaued. I don't think it's... Going anywhere. Yeah, going anywhere big. I They've think. probably reached all the people who they're going to reach. With <laughs> yeah, for of... a while, yeah. Because it's, it's a big change, but it's also, yeah. after a while, it just becomes the norm, right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm sure it's a, a great haven for people mm-hmm. who are not sure if they want to leave the church or not and are looking for something maybe that okay. will help them kind of... Um, bridge, I and guess. that kind of ties into my next question, yeah. which might be a little more personal for you. So for feel it. free. Yeah. Um, from what it, what I'm getting from it, it seems almost like this is, like you were saying, it's a bridge from whether or not you, you believe, yeah. or not. Do Do you feel that kind of following this movement helped you to break away from the church? Oh, I definitely think so. Yeah. Do you feel it was like a cause of, or it was just something that allowed you to be like, wait a minute, I can, I can think about this stuff and I can question. This yeah. Stuff. I think it helped me question things. I think I was already like, I remember my big thing was all truth is God's truth. And that was basically like, if God is real, then mm-hmm. there's no, 
there's no there's nothing that can be revealed that would make me believe in him less if he was real if that does that make any sense like, it, it was yeah. like a, it was like an all truth and there's yeah. nothing that can really refute that right yeah if it's all true then nothing can refute it so it yeah. was like i allowed myself that at one point when i was questioning things and then yeah i know i think it was a good bridge for me like even Pete, Pete mm-hmm. like reading stuff from peter rollins or seeing his talk i think helped me to question things and i do appreciate you know some of the yeah. things i learned from those guys I um, mean, yeah, even Rob Bell, I think, oh, I I don't know anything about his new book, actually, but I think he might have even gone an extra step. Um, he's also the one that's least supporting Tony Jones. He's kind of has grown some yeah. distance. Um, do, you, do you think that uh, had things gone differently or you'd come into this kind of movement sooner, you might have still stayed within it it's possible it's very possible i mean these are all hypotheticals well the thing is very it's very tricky to answer these i understand it's just it's something that i know that you experience firsthand and as someone who never had to experience (laughs) it's funny i went to a church uh for a while um called friends church in Mm -hmm. calgary and um i went i think i went about a month month or two and it was interesting they had a very laid-back approach to like theology and Mm -hmm. the guy would kind of he was I, he felt honest in what he was talking about like his research and stuff like that and he i remember one sermon he was talking about someone challenged him on whether premarital sex was actually considered a sin in the bible and he's like of course it is and then he's like but i had to step back and look at it and i realized it's not so he talked about that and that, like that was kind of okay. interesting to it's hear nice in the church that, yeah. he, he definitely talked about like um, things to be careful of and stuff like that and he still kind of went back to oh, he's probably not but it's not it's not completely wrong or whatever yeah but so it was an interesting thing um but also i felt it was the most unwelcoming place i've ever been to which that's, was funny that's interesting yeah. that's really interesting uh, because it's something I, i've been to church very very few times yeah like I could probably count on my hands how many times I've been to a church yeah. for a service yeah. or either a wedding or a funeral. That's yeah. usually it. And um, for the most part, like the the pastors or whomever, they they always seem they're always fairly welcoming and yeah. inviting. Yet I I still feel like such an outsider yeah. every time I've uh, been in there. Yeah, and it's funny because it was near the end for me, so mm-hmm. it was like one of the last churches I ever attended where I was like, I'm going to give this a shot, and I was just like, every Sunday I would go there. No one would talk to me. Um, they had Starbucks coffee, and that was a big selling point, and I'd yeah. stand over, grab some coffee, and then kind of stand there like waiting for somebody to approach me, and then nobody ever did. Hmm. And then um, I went there for a couple weeks, and I'm like, uh, I'm done. <laughs> See, I, I think that's an interesting thing, too, because I know... I know like some people would want to go because they'd want people to approach yeah. them. But conversely, I, 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 if I was to go there, I would not want people oh, to yeah, approach guess, me at yeah. all. And just like, please don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> if I want to talk to you, I'll come near. So, yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Too. Maybe I, that, maybe they talked about that before. Like They might've been like, yeah. listen, if they want to talk, they'll come and talk yeah. to you. Just <laughs> yeah. let them ease in. So I guess it kind of goes both ways. It's, yeah. You can't please everybody. Yeah, right? it's true. Yeah. Or maybe they just hated you and they're like, maybe I hope this jerk me. gets out of here and we never have to see him again. I was wearing a shirt that said, fuck this place. So. You know what it probably was? Then the week when you didn't show up, they had a big party and then yeah. they said, oh, let's get back to the fire and brimstone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's all I have okay, about well. that. Nice. Um, and so let's uh, just do uh, Christian Rock Lyric. All right. What do we got today? Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. Okay, so I found this song today, and it blew me away. Okay, so um, this guy's named Brian Duncan. Brian um, Duncan. He was like a gospel singer mm-hmm. who decided to make a rap song. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, so here's some lyrics. It's, the song's called Don't You Wanna Rap? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll give it a shot. My name is Brian D, and I'm a screaming machine. I sing by tearing it up. I like it loud if it's clean. A full tilt <laughs> rhythm you can understand. I can tour the world with the Econo band on a mission from God. I like to call him a friend. I think that people are sick and he's the meadow sin. Uh, I'm saying love is the key. Yeah, not an animosity. And I'm snatching all your children from the enemy. If you, if you get. Okay. This is one that I think I need to hear in context. Okay. I'm not, I know we're not going to do it now. I'll have to listen to it yeah. later, but this is something where rap is a hard thing to kind of, mm-hmm. Because anytime you read, you just read a rap, it always yeah. sounds ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. But what you got to picture is an old white guy. That's what I'm saying. In the 90s. Rapping. I want to I yeah. hear this terrible yeah. flow. Yeah, it's it's going to be bad. And uh, the reason I chose that one is because it's another appeal to the to the youths trying to a get... A sad, sad grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Do they, I, the funny thing about something like that is, uh, don't you realize how... It's doing the opposite. It's a lot more alienating. Than yeah. It is, like saying like, yeah, we're cool. We know what's up. Yeah, exactly. No, you no, don't. No, you're not. Let's have a convo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, if you like this, rate us on iTunes. And if you have any problems or questions or anything you want to address us to address, uh, feel free to send us an email, direct message, any of that stuff. Yeah. And we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk for hours. Talk for hours. And uh, yeah, have a great day and don't uh, support abusers. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from those guys or gals or whomever. Or whoever. They're, they're all bad people if they're abusing you. <laughs>